0: Welcome to Church Nerds Rewind. Bubba and Anna are taking a break for December. They will be back for a special Christmas Eve episode. But for now, the rest of this month, we are showcasing some of their best episodes from the past. They've been doing this for a little over a year now. And this is episode number 16, Faith and Fandom. Quick note, in this episode they do talk about a giveaway, but that of course has already happened, so don't follow the rules for that. But other than that, enjoy this classic episode.
1: My name is Bubba. My name is Anna. And you are tuned in to Church Nerds, a Back Row Morning Show. And this show is made possible by listeners just like you and a strong partnership between Back Row Radio and Love Thy Nerd. Now, aside from being a founding member of the aforementioned Love Thy Nerd, a ministry that exists to love and serve our nerdy neighbors, I have almost eight years of nerd culture missions and over a decade of professional Christian ministry on church staff. That that just gets more impressive every time I say it. Hey, you know what? Fun little fact about me. Let's put the business aside and get the facts straight here, Jack. Okay? Um, it would probably take me like half an hour to name all 50 United States or longer if I, I got there. A
2: song about it you could memorize. I knew you were
1: going to bring that up. I don't know that song. I watched Animaniacs when I was growing up, but I never learned the a, song. I
2: didn't learn it from that. I learned it from a children's ministry play.
1: That doesn't surprise me at all. That was
2: somehow about the United States
1: states i don't hashtag nationalism yeah hey i also um i'm still not 100 percent completely sure what new england is mm-hmm. i know that they have a football team and um they used well they used to have tom brady rip sorry oh he's tampa bay buccaneer now what yeah don't you like when you were today years oh, old when you learned
2: gosh. that oh my gosh he does that mean somebody else can win the Super Bowl? No, it means or... Tampa
1: Bay is going to win the Super Bowl.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: No more chow ahead. Super Bowl. Sorry.
2: I mean, we were all ready for it. I don't know about Tampa Bay, but, haha. that's interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, it's well, something.
2: Okay. Anyway, I'm Anna. I am your wife. <laughs> I-
1: I know. You looked me dead in the eyes when you said that. Yeah. I know. Those okay. are two facts I know of it.
2: Well- To everyone else, we are married, the two of us. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a nerd, mostly by association is what I like to say, except we all are kind of selectively nerdy about certain things, right? You're getting
1: nerdier the longer this thing goes on.
2: So um, I think farm simulators are probably my specific brand of nerd. Yep. I do like them.
1: I just perked up because on PlayStation Plus right now, the free game Farm simulator, like legit. It's just called Farm, farm, simulator. farm simulator.
2: That sounds lackluster. Um, it needs know, to be cute. That's important to it's me. It's not
1: cute. It's um, very I, utilitarian.
2: <laughs> I also, can you get married in it? This is what I need to know.
1: Who am I to judge?
2: Okay. Well, um, I, I enjoy deck builder type card games uh-huh. or like board games. Um, my first celebrity crush was. Orlando Bloom as Legolas the Elf. And so I felt like that at least earns me an honorable mention Mm -hmm, in -hmm. the nerd world. Um, And then in the church world, I've done pretty much everything from taking care of babies, infants, uh, to like leading small groups for women's Bible study, you name it. I have probably been involved in it at some point or another. How many other
1: women in church Ministry do you think have swooned over Orlando Bloom at some point in their life give oh, me just give me a percentage
2: Oh I don't know I don't know
1: four percent
2: don't you think that he's kind of he's got a specific flavor and let let's be clear I only swooned over him as legolas the elf that bleach blonde straightened hair with the blue contacts. I'm all about it. But his like pirate persona in Pirates of the Caribbean, or I guess he wasn't a pirate, but you know, sailor. I think he got there. um, No, thank you. That mousy, weird facial hair. I'm out. Hey. No, thank you.
1: He did the best he could with what he had. Okay. (laughs) Thank you very much.
2: Anyway, that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about myself. That's it? Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, hey, welcome to the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh man these intros get weirder and weirder every time we do it hey I know, you, you were saying and last last week for our avid listeners the tens of listeners that we have that yes, are just tens every perhaps one dozen, maybe maybe a baker's <laughs> dozen. um they'll know that they didn't get to hear you last they
2: week did not on the intro yeah it was all you uh,
1: that was not by design no. And if it sounded like I was super tired, it's because I was. Yeah. Because yeah. it was the very, I hadn't even done anything that day before I woke up and was like, oops. Uh oh. That file's not there. Let's record an intro.
2: Well, I mean, at least the rest of the podcast was fine. So,
1: yes. Well, you know, it no was harm, no foul. It means that know. we
2: have it's content fine. for this week, which is.
1: Hey. Okay. So you mentioned just a second ago that. Yes. Your favorite or like your niche of games is farming simulators.
2: Yeah.
1: We've been talking about it for a long time now, Animal Crossing. I'm sorry,
2: you guys. We're just going to keep talking about it.
1: Just buy the game, (laughs) and then you'll understand. We, We were actually talking earlier today. We had some friends of ours come by. Um, who we have talked about on the show before. We have. Um, she was... Give him
2: another shout out.
1: Absolutely. Um, her name is Julian Jamar.
2: She's an author. She, she um, has a book series out. So we have... You We've
1: know, recommended it.
2: Recommendation. The also, Yes. It's a fantasy fiction series. And mm-hmm. then her husband is the guy who... I mean, multiple people have done this, but he is one of the guys who walked across... The United States of America. But
1: he's probably and, the only guy that when he got to the end, built a canoe and then rode yeah, himself that's all right. the way back to Tejas. So, that's right. Uh, so these are our friends and they they came by. They were like, oh, hey, what well, you talked about us on the podcast? <laughs> um, a surefire way to get yourself talked about on this podcast is to pull up next to our house uh-huh. in a schoolie, which is a school bus that is being renovated.
2: Into a house. Into
1: an RV. Yeah. yeah
2: they're going um, to live on it.
1: And you pick up our family and you take us to go get ice cream.
2: That is right. I will and talk about you delicious. every time. Y'all, today I had cheese ice cream.
1: And I had cheese and blueberry. Oh, you did have blueberry?
2: cheese. Blackberry. Blackberry. You had those Dark little berry. chunks of cheese in there?
1: No, you had chunks? Yes. No, uh, mine was just labeled cheese and blueberry. Well. Blackberry.
2: But. I mean, well there were little chunks. It was like I cannot remember what kind of cheese this is called, but kind of like the cheese that goes on Mexican street corn.
1: Yes. Yeah.
2: Up there in the ice cream.
1: That makes sense. Which
2: I know sounds weird, people I'm here for but it. But it was delicious. In a waffle cone. <laughs> in a waffle cone. What were we on talking a schoolie? about? Schoolie. We were talking about the schoolie and we were talking about Animal Crossing. Right. How do we get
1: on the schoolie?
2: (laughs) Well, you were saying something about how they. I think you were talking to them about Animal Crossing.
1: I was talking to them about Animal Crossing. Thank you. Wow. Sometimes Rabbit
2: Trail. You just. It was a a weird day.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they just. Anyway, it was really cool, but fun. So, but but Anna, you you love these kinds of games, and um, you love them so much. That you fall headfirst into them?
2: Some of them I do. Yeah. And Animal Crossing, I liked Pocket Camp when it came out on mobile. Uh-huh. Um, and then you knew I would love this one. So what I've been doing, I really like to build systems and things. And the thing that I've gotten into lately is like flower hybrid breeding. Uh,
1: yes. Uh, and I like have a mad scientist a, a level. Lot.
2: A lot of flowers right now. I don't know if I'm doing it right, but I've got a bunch of them.
1: There are a lot of flowers on this island.
2: And I just got, hey, I see new colors. I saw two new colors today, so that's cool. But um, before I was doing that, I was also trying to catch some bugs.
1: That's really That's really what we want, we I think want to talk that about. that was
2: what you wanted to talk I, about. I will
1: say, I think that you're fantastic at the flower stuff. <laughs> You've got the greenest thumb that I have ever personally seen.
2: On Animal Crossing. Well, I was going to
1: say in a video game. (laughs) I was going to give you a big um, swooping accomplishment there.
2: Yeah, I like to breed the expensive stuff and then sell it at a high profit.
1: Usually, I mean, with any other thing other than like plants, that's illegal. Like we we mentioned, we watched Tiger King. It's illegal.
0: Uh, Um, Yes.
1: But you are not so good at catching bugs. And there's actually video. I think that's your opinion. Uh, there's video evidence of it. <laughs> it's the opinion of the world.
2: The world the is it worldwide world now?
1: Uh yes. It's on the Wait. internet. Yeah, it, but it, it, it's it's not the local neighborhood. I mean, it's web. not on
2: YouTube at least. It's just on ye old Facebook, right?
1: I could put it on YouTube. That, Wait, is, that would be the easiest. I bet thing.
2: there's a bunch of those videos because lots of people. So here's what happened. <laughs> I was trying to catch, I think it was a yellow butterfly. It was either a a yellow
1: or a white common. For a very
2: long time. Yeah, like bottom tier butterflies. Yes. Normally, at this point in time, because I was still very, very busy sewing masks all day long, I only could get on very late at night. Only after dark. And and so I was used to, like, catching moths in the lights of houses and stuff like that, but not chasing butterflies around and stuff. And there's this weird kind of perception change, to me at least, of, like, the daytime, the light. It's weird playing. And so I was was trying to chase this butterfly, and I was trying to show you that I could do it. And I tried um, one or two or maybe... Probably up to seven
1: times. I I should have gone back and counted. It was Um, a lot.
2: And then eventually I just chucked the whole idea because it was not working.
1: You're skipping over a lot. Am I? Yeah. So you you swiped at it. Mm -hmm. Couldn't hit it. No. Swiped again. Couldn't hit it. No. Swiped three or four more times. I, a
2: bunch of times. Couldn't hit Sundays. it. I said this. And then I think
1: like on the eighth hit or something like that, <laughs> you actually, anybody who's seen Animal Crossing knows that the little town square has a bulletin board. Yeah. You hit the bulletin board. I caught that thing. Well, you hit the bulletin <laughs> board and then I think I heard the butterfly laugh. <laughs> Have to go back I heard and check you the tape.
2: laughing. So then no. all of a sudden, after I do this, and you've been laughing, which I can handle. I laughed because after every swing. You have, yes, you did. You have been laughing at me for 13 years. Yeah. Like since we've been together, you have been laughing at me for one thing or another. And so you laughed and laughed. And then after it was over. I did not realize that this thing is basically recording me the mm-hmm. entire time. Yeah. And you go back, you're like, no, I had to say that. It's so funny. <laughs> and you clip like the 20 seconds or whatever that I'm trying to chase this butterfly it around. It's a long time. And then, and then, you didn't just want to remember it forever and how adorably cute I am <laughs> at poorly catching butterflies. You posted it on Facebook in the community. What do you want me to do? Not post it? Yes. That is no, yes. That is what ridiculous. I wanted. And I felt like the sacredness of how bad I am at video games had been violated because that's personal.
1: I was 100% certain that I had abolished any idea that you would have of me keeping that a secret <laughs> long ago. I We used to play Mario Kart. It
2: was posted The Regs. Yes, and that think
1: I still have a video that that pops up in my feed of uh, you. Of Rainbow Road. Is it
2: Rainbow Road? Yes. Mm, Rainbow Road. That oh I still get mad when I (laughs) I was bad at that. It took a lot of practice, a lot of this was before we had children. Yeah. And so yeah. I just could practice more and I did. Eventually I was good at it, but it took you longer did. than it took good. me to figure out catching butterflies, which I did figure out. Thank you very much. And you didn't post that? That's
1: not also, funny. Also
2: tarantulas, by that not tarantulas, scorpion. Okay. Okay. Well. okay. This is the second thing that happened, you guys. So I tend to um, overanalyze and like study. So I'm like, when Stardew Valley came out, I was all over that wiki, um, figuring out how to do all the things. So I heard, I think you told me that it was possible when you go to a mystery Island to turn it into tarantula Island, because tarantulas are some of the most valuable bugs in the game and they can be sold, you know, you can pay off your whole home loan. You really can. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna do it. Well, I failed at it several times because I had some bad information. And so I did some more research you have to have the right kind of island and you have to do certain things to that island and it has to be at a certain time of day. And so I had this thought, like I've saved up all my nook miles. I'm going to buy so, I just a bunch of tickets. Uh-huh. I'm going to make tons of tools and I'm just going to like keep flying to islands until I find the perfect island and I'm going to make that into a tarantula island. So I did it and the first island I flew to was the right island? And I was like, no way. What? So I texted you, babe, Tarantula Island. And you were working or yeah, something. I was busy.
1: I was doing something else.
2: You did not respond to me. So I put in... Now, it takes a minute to turn this thing into Tarantula Island because you have to do a lot of clearing and prep work in order to, like... Limit the spawning places of the bugs on the island, yeah. which is basically what you're doing. So I do. I, I I clear everything. I do all of the things. Um, Only, it's not tarantula island. Nope. Because apparently, tarantulas have gone out of season. It's scorpion island. Scorpions are terrifying. Scorpion island. <clears throat> and not only that, scorpions do not respond the same as tarantulas. Tarantulas like... <gasps> They rear up and give you, like, you sneak up on them. Scorpions, if those things see you, they are fast. And they are as good come, as dead. Bam, they just come and sting you. So that happened to me at least three times before I was like, oh, my gosh. Because for one thing, they completely creep me out just <sighs> seeing them. are Just huge. seeing them on this. They are enormous. They're
1: very big and very
2: fast. <laughs> yeah. So... After the third failed attempt, or maybe the second failed attempt to catch the thing, I run and get you from the garage. And I'm like, I need you to be here for me right now. <laughs> I need you to catch these bugs. So I show you what what I've done, what I'm doing, which the, the tutorial thing that I watched, it said to dig like a cross shape type of thing
1: uh-huh.
2: of four holes in the ground that you could basically run to as your safe haven and jump over the hole and get in there and that the scorpion would stay on the outside and couldn't get you. Well, that is false because that yes. thing stung me straight through those holes. That
1: might have worked for tarantulas.
2: It, no, tarantulas yeah, are dumb. that's true. It might have. Also for someone better at catching bugs.
1: Scorpions, they went, they went to college. They have a degree. Aye,
2: aye, aye. So, you watched that one sting me through the thing. I did. And I was angry about this because I thought it was fail-safe. So, that was when I relinquished the controller to you and said, fix it. Please. Please catch the scorpions. We caught 39 scorpions over the course of about two and a half hours. Yeah, it was a- uh, At least. It was a long night. It takes a long time. Um and I, yeah, made bank on those. things. Oh yeah,
1: because then there was a there's like a traveling person that comes to your island. His name is Flick, and he buys insects and stuff
2: for a at, higher rate at one
1: point five times the normal rate. Which scorpions are already at the top yeah. of the pecking order.
2: And so I, yeah, you I did paid, well. I paid my home my home edition.
1: You're off
2: With yes, thank you.
1: When you're doing this, though, because I know that you're all like, "I'm gonna go do this right now." I need a Scorpion Island. Do it. Do kay? it. Um, there are some parameters you need to follow, right? So you yes. have to you have to fly. Use a Nook Mile ticket to yeah. fly Mystery Island. Mystery Island between the hours of 7 p.m. and 4 a.m. Yes. Okay. And you're looking for a single level island. Yes. No no water features, no nothing like that. No
2: cliffs that you have to jump on top of, none of that.
1: Really what you're looking for is Bamboo Island. You
2: want a Bamboo Island.
1: So then you clear it.
2: Yes. You have to chop down every tree. You have to make sure you had fruit in your pocket so you can eliminate all of the rocks because centipedes and stuff could be in rocks. Um, And you have to like... T- pick all of the flowers and move the stems onto the beach.
1: Yes, because the bugs <laughs> and pick don't, all the weeds. Bugs don't spawn right. on the stuff on the beach. So once you do that, what you're doing is you're forcing the spawn rate of the bugs mm-hmm. on the island. Because bugs are still going to spawn, but you're not going to have to keep going around and dealing with stump bugs and mm-hmm. water bugs and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So you literally just run you around. Run in
2: circles around the island over and over again
1: until you force the spawn of a what? scorpion or, or two. Or tarantula. Well, not anymore.
2: One. T- we only had two one time, and that was terrifying.
1: Oh, yeah! And be very, very, very careful because I I almost broke a controller. <laughs> um, we were we were trying to catch one in town. You saw one on our island. And it yeah. showed up in this town square, and it was like and, terrorizing yeah, the villagers. We
2: were pros at cat. Well, I was pro at watching you catch scorpions. Yeah, at we this caught point. like thirty
1: some odd yeah. scorpions in a row. And so, what ended up happening was I was like, "All right, hey, I know the thing. I'm going to dig the holes, and you know, whatever." And you, which has
2: to be a full square of holes. Yeah, for everybody like with one three,
1: empty spot in the middle, the three
2: by three square with an empty spot in the middle.
1: And so I run towards the holes. To jump over it, mm-hmm. and your dumb little character is just like,
2: how dare you!
1: I'm just gonna run right into this hole. If that's fine, and then it didn't <laughs> jump over the holes, hole. Yeah, it just
2: She's, just ran
1: like, yeah. it, like it was like the, the uh-huh. like a glitch, uh-huh. like it was lagging, but it wasn't because well, the game wants you to run <laughs> at directly, a specific angle, yeah, which is ninety degrees.
2: Uh huh. Okay.
1: At that hole, uh huh. Anything off? You are scorpion bait,
2: and you are. Yeah,
1: and I was that so thing mad. Stung me. I might have thrown a controller.
2: I don't think you did, but you were legit mad.
1: Yeah, I, I'm getting a little hot just thinking about it. Actually.
2: <laughs> anyway, that is our bug keeping
1: adventures. Mm. There's a lot going on. I know that, like, if if you don't have a switch right now, I'm so sorry. They're almost impossible to get a hold of. Unless you can find one refurbished or used or whatever. But if you can, I've said it a thousand times, I'll say it again. Animal Crossing was like the perfect quarantine game. It allowed you to do all of the things that you couldn't really do in real life inside of a game. We'll see how it fares coming out of quarantine. But it was perfect. (laughs) Um, You didn't get a chance to play it until late. But, you know, here you are
3: just I think living your
0: best life now
2: yeah it's true
0: all right we're gonna take a break right there for church nerds we'll be back with the next segment in just a little bit where they begin to talk about faith fandom and where the two can intersect it's essentially love thy nerd on a plate everybody stick around we'll be right back This week in Nerney news, this is LTNN. Uh? Tim Taylor from Home Improvement is set to guest star on the ninth and final season of Last Man Standing, both shows starring Tim Allen. And they will have a scene together with themselves. Just like Gandalf the Grey, death can't keep a good man down as J.R.R. Tolkien is set to release a new collection of unpublished writings from HarperCollins. The book will cover topics ranging from elvish reincarnation to which characters had beards. The book is called The Nature of Middle-Earth and will be published in the summer of 2021. It looks like Green Lantern is finally going to make an appearance in the Arrowverse. According to Entertainment Weekly, David Ramsey is set to return to the Arrowverse as a guest star as his character, John Diggle, whom last we saw was receiving a Green Lantern ring. We'll see him return across five Arrowverse shows, Superman and Lois, Supergirl, The Flash, Batwoman, and DC's Legend of Tomorrow. Another bit of DC news, the upcoming video game Gotham Knights is now said to be an open world city right from the start with no level gating whatsoever. That way, you know, you can wind down just by strolling the streets of Gotham. Uh, I hear it's nice. And lastly, Warner Brothers has announced that every single one of their films that's planning to release in 2021 in theaters will also simultaneously release on HBO Max their new streaming platform. So just just when you thought there was no way you were going to pay for another streaming platform, <sighs> it just, it's just too many. But, hey, rumor has it that Disney Plus and Hulu might be merging into one streaming service sometime soon. So maybe one less coming. That'd be nice. That's going to do it for this week in nerdy news. I'm Radio Matt, and this is
3: LTNN.
0: Welcome back to Church Nerd Rewind as we bring you a classic episode of Bubba and Anna's Friday Show. This episode is number sixteen, where they talk about faith and fandom, how the two can coexist successfully. Uh, it's uh, it's it's essentially what Love Thy Nerd exists for, reaching those of us who maybe feel a little outside the mainstream of the Christian culture so let's dive right into that oh and they're going to talk about a giveaway here ignore that this is from the past okay sounds good all right here we go
1: Welcome back to Church Nerds, and you know what time it is?
2: Tool time.
1: Oh, are you kidding me? Tool time? That was I don't actually know. really good. I did peanut butter jelly time last time, and you ripped me a new one. <laughs> and I'm gonna let you have tool time because I okay. think it is. It's it is tool time. It. No. Is it? no, no it's not. You had me for a second. Um, This is not the uh, 1990s hit sitcom uh, Home Improvement. I
2: almost said Family Guy, and that's definitely not the right.
1: Mm, Not even. I think it
2: was about a family man.
1: It was. The wrong
2: one. He was a man. He was not a guy. Tim the
1: Tool Man Taylor.
2: That's right.
1: Um, But anyway, it is giveaway time, ladies and gents. And first of all, big ups. We want to say congratulations to Aaron Anderson, who won our previous giveaway.
2: Congratulations, Aaron. I hope you enjoy Egg Farmer. Super fun. I like it.
1: And Team Three. I sent both of them to him because <laughs> the previous winner did not claim their prize. So
2: that did happen.
1: This is Sad how face. we live and our I'm lives.
2: I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. What I'm, is- not,
2: I'm not sorry that I
1: sent him two games.
2: <sighs> well, look, yeah, my wife just, said those
1: games had to leave my they house and wear the other. Do, yes. So I'm just, you know, complying with state law here. And, uh, okay. We did it. Moving on. But guys, we are finally into the Twitterverse.
2: Yeah. It's been a long time coming.
1: Yeah. 2000, but we whatever. We finally called,
2: have a Twitter handle. We
1: do. It is at church nerds LTN because we couldn't get at church nerds.
2: Don't. Just don't say it. We don't want to confuse people. At Church Nerd's LTN, LTN yeah, which stands for Love Thy Nerd. It does. In case anybody doesn't get it,
1: yeah, you'll get it later. It'll come to you in the shower or something right. like that. <laughs> okay. Um, so what you're gonna need to do is retweet this episode on Twitter. And you're probably saying, Bubba, I don't have a Twitter, and I'm gonna say, Hey, two thousand whatever called. And also, last week for us called, get a Twitter account. <laughs> Just sign up; they're free.
2: You probably have one, but maybe you need to dust it off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like at Church Nerds needs to dust theirs off. They do need and to relinquish dust
2: their- it. that. Is please, 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 and thank you.
1: <laughs> Again, we are at Church Nerds LTN on Twitter. But what I want you to do is, we're going to retweet. Or we're going to retweet. We're going to pre-tweet.
2: Originally tweet.
1: OG tweet this episode on Twitter, and all you have to do is retweet. Wish that. Wish to hashtag with the hashtag Church Nerds Dibs. That's Church Nerds D I B S. Okay. Like
2: my dibs. My dibs. dibs. And that's
1: and that's it. That's an easy way for us to be able to track it. So. Retweet it with the hashtag church nerds dibs. And if you forget to put that on there, we're going to put it in the original tweet so that when you retweet it, we see it. Okay. We're going to do
2: you a favor. Well, and here's one other step if we contact you and say, hey, we need an address from you so we can send you this game. You have to talk to us back. You
1: got to do that, yeah.
2: Or else we cannot send it to you. Absolutely. So that...
1: So make sure to follow us because you got to follow us so that we can DM you. That's the way that it works, okay? Okay. So that one's on you. It's not on us. But we want to send you a game that we actually really enjoy. I have an unopened. Uh, yeah, because we
2: haven't talked about what you could win. Which and is?
1: It is an unopened sealed inside the cellophane this, copy.
2: This is the good stuff. This is not mm, our old cast off game right here.
1: Which you tried to get me to do and I went to the back and I got good a shield game. Yeah. Okay. But, hey, will you stop it with the suspense? Stop. Can we just get to it? It's sitting right here in front of us and everybody's like, <laughs> just tell us what what is it? It's word domination. Okay, by Fowers Games. This
2: Spelling disaster, oh, it man. says on the box.
1: We like this game.
2: You, so in this game, you are... Are you a supervillain or you're fighting the supervillains? I cannot remember. Real
1: quick, I want to make a, a quick aside. I i misspoke. This is not by Fowers Games. It isn't. No, this is actually by Jeff Beck. Now, Jeff Beck goes on to create more games with Tim Fowers of Fowers Games, oh, okay, but this and the is art a style looks
2: very, very, very similar, like perhaps the same artist oh, worked yeah. on it.
1: Oh well it is, yeah, yeah. Ryan Goldsberry, and so, anyway, so none if, of that you, like, to if them. you like if you like
2: word think. games, if you like spelly types of games, if you play Wordscapes a lot,
1: this is basically Battle Scrabble. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but it's yeah. You there's some aggressive. Uh, Elements to it, and like you know, superpower kinds of things that you can do. It's just really, really fun, and it's a it, great game. It's a, it's a brain exercise if you're the the crossword, the word find, yes, you know, letter games types of people. Which I am one of those people.
1: We we have this game. We have owned mm-hmm. it for a long time, several years. We have owned this game,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and the reason I have a sealed copy is because I have twelve sealed copies. We use these games as giveaways at LTNCon and for other stuff that we do with Love Thy Nerd all the time because these are just perfect. Any game that you get from Fowers Games is gold. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. for us to be able to give this they to you... They are
2: not junk games. No, they really are not. good. They're good They're ones. fantastic.
1: And hopefully we'll be able to do more giveaways from Fowers Games. But right now we've got Word Domination by Jeff Beck. Basically, like we said, Scrabble Battle Scrabble. Um, it's really fun. Um, it plays two to four players, and it's like thirty to forty-five minutes. Once you kind of get into it, and know what you're doing. Um, and it says here on the box about twelve and up um, on the ages.
2: Yeah, I mean, you just need to Depends. kind of like with Scrabble, you need yeah. to be able to know. You need a decent vocabulary yeah. base and have some problem solving skills, and and know how and know how to spell.
1: Yeah, I get whooped a lot in this I game. I
2: mean, some some adults maybe can't play this game because they can't spell on. I will Scrabble challenge you. Yeah, none taken. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so do us a favor. Like I said, follow us on Twitter at Church Nerds LTN and then retweet this particular episode, episode 16 of Church Nerds with that hashtag in there and tag somebody else in it. I mean, just like get the sharing going on. But all you need to do to enter is retweet with the hashtag. Church nerds dibs, okay? Um, all right, hey, let's move on to really the meat of this thing, what we're here for. We're no longer talking about quarantine. I think that needs to be celebrated. Woo! Yeah. Uh, world's opening up. It's a whole new thing. Um, we got a new normal that's going on, depending on what state we or country. We have seen
2: multiple people this week.
1: We have.
2: We had dinner with some people. We did. We had ice cream with people. Man. Like it's happening. We're like we human had beings. children in our house that we, were not ours. Okay. Children. Yeah.
1: Gonna, we always have children There's, in our house. It's
2: been a busy week. It
1: has been. Well, I mean, everybody's ready. Yeah. We're not talking about that. We're celebrating not we, being It is a
2: celebration mm-hmm. in that we are moving mm. on topic wise to something else.
1: And the topic today is something that is actually really, legitimately near and dear to Anna and, and my heart. It has been
2: for a very long time. I would say this is, I don't know if this is the basis of your whole going into ministry the way that you have, but it's the basis of, I think, of my connection with it
1: this was the first time I like a drug you kicking and screaming you did into not it. drag
2: me kicking and screaming so so this concept we called it we did this study with our when we were in youth ministry we yeah. did it with our youth students at one point in time and we called it spirituality in cinema it carries far beyond just cinema but watching movies was what our kids did um, at that
1: Point, let's just be real. In what Odessa, happening? Texas. Yeah, I we, mean... were, we were in Odessa, Texas. We are doing youth ministry. We did a youth ministry as youth pastor for five and a half years. And in that span, Twilight came out. Ugh, Ugh, twilight. Man, when we had... And...
2: Uh, all of them came uh, insidious out. Insidious and like... Yeah, all that stuff. Bunch of stuff.
1: Um. So what we did was, you know, Anna mentioned, we did a series called Spirituality and and Literally, what we would do is we would have... The students come up on a Sunday evening, and we would watch a movie. Just
2: watch a movie together.
1: Like we're not talking like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> we were not or... watching
2: Silver Surfer or Soul Surfer. Silver, Surfer? Silver.
1: <laughs> I might have watched Silver Whoops. Surfer.
2: No Soul Surfer. Yeah, Soul Surfer and to save a life. It? Yeah, it is. That's um, the one. You know, the Giants, we were not watching Christian yet. movies. We no. were just watching something You know, would you tell parents, "Hey, this movie's rated"?
1: To be fair, we did not Whatever. watch Insidious. Like
2: We did uh, we, not. We no. Brought, if anybody thinks that yeah. that happened, that did not happen.
1: Anna brought that up, but we did not watch that movie as part of this study. <laughs> no. But we did watch things. Mainly, we watched things that the students would be watching. Right. Um, that we could get on DVD and bring in. Mm-hmm. And then we encourage them to go and watch other stuff Kinda that's like in the theaters. Homework-y and, stuff. Yeah.
2: So the idea is... Are you thinking critically Mm -hmm. about the media that you're consuming? Because my family did this growing up. Um, Just being able to look to just watch a a movie and then being able to see what spiritual elements are at play within that movie, within that story. And to just it's not, you know, this is good or this is bad or it's, it's just realizing what truth is. And then either being able to connect with somebody over it yeah. or being able to say, like, okay, this is just a movie. I am rejecting yeah. <laughs> this certain, you know, idea. It's just gonna stay right here in this movie because that is not oh, yeah. that is not something I want to subscribe to because sometimes it's easy to just watch a thing and be like, Oh, cool. Um, and we and not did this, realize how it affects you.
1: We did this study as, and I was just thinking about this. Um, we did it as a part of. I can't remember if it was at the tail end or in the middle or whatever. But we had did a. We, we had we had did. I told you I, I'm not very good at these word games. <laughs> um, we had we had been doing a study about like. Who is and isn't Jesus? What is and isn't Christianity? And so we were already starting to dissect like, these things. What
2: could have affected your your belief that something was true? Or yeah,
1: not. yeah, absolutely. It, kind of what worldview are you putting on Christianity in and of itself? Right. And so as a part of that, we said, okay, hey, well, somebody legitimately m- mentioned New Moon. I think that's what set me off. Ugh. And so, like, we went and we did this. And if any of this, like, sounds familiar about, like, searching for spiritual things inside of, like, movies or whatever that you're, you're watching, you may be familiar with Hector Mirai, who you've heard possibly right here on Back Row mm-hmm. Radio. He does the critical hit, Short Devotional. And he is—actually, Hector's a good friend of mine. And he is a host of one of our podcasts, the Pull List Podcast, and the Love That Ner- Nerd Podcast Network. But more than that, like Hector has been doing, like leading the charge in faith and fandom, his organization for years. Like I don't even know how to put a number on it. Just forever, years, years. years. <laughs> um, and he's written a ton of books. I think it's six or more books, depending on what you're looking at. And each one of those books like dissects a different aspect of faith and fandom. It is just what it says it is. And if you listen to anything that he does, any of the critical hits, he's just doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's like he is diving into what it means to see the two side by side. And not think negatively about that.
2: Because I think that what all of this is, basically, this concept is um, that we're not compartmentalizing no. our faith or Christianity or our nerd fandom. I think sometimes it's easy to think, well, I, you know, I have church and I do this thing, but then I'm really going to like geek out over something on the side here, but the two don't really mingle. Yeah. And that actually. It just can't be true if your faith is genuine and it really penetrates to every portion of yes. your life. Then your biblical worldview it has to affect how you perceive things, um, or, or what you know, how you extract truth and are able to reflect it back to a community. It that has to be happening, or else. You need to be asking yourself some serious questions about, you know, how serious am I about following Jesus? Um, and it is, it yep. can be difficult. I think sometimes, because sometimes there are some, <laughs> I think we've all probably binge watched something that we're like, eh, that was probably a bad idea, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, But I think we, we pulled out some scriptures about why kind of a, a spiritual ground to stand on as far as, you know, is this is this yeah. a biblical concept or is it not a biblical concept? And, like, are we allowed to just get lost in stories yeah. or, you know, not?
1: It, we think that the why is important. Mm-hmm. It's not just, okay, well, justification for my binge in this comic book or this movie or whatever. Like, that's, that's not what it is. The reason that Love Thy Nerd exists— the reason that faith in fandom exists, the reason that Christian nerds are starting to come out of the woodworks lately, is because of of an understanding. Whether it's it's these scriptures that people hold to or not, these are the ones that we hold to in our particular you know ministry that we're doing. And I specifically love thy nerd because I can't really speak for anybody else, but I can speak for the organization that I helped found. And these were some of the things that we were thinking about. So, um Anna, why don't you go ahead and hit us with, with one of the scriptures?
2: Well, actually I'm gonna, huh, it's nice of you to throw that to me, but I'm gonna throw it right back at you because the first the first thing that we I, I I think it's it all starts kind of with um, Paul, um, this concept to me. Many of many, many of these scriptures that we are going to bring up, I think all of them. Yeah. I think all of them were Many of them. Many, by Paul because Paul was kind of the like genius at um crossing cultural boundaries.
1: Yeah. Um He and, also didn't really care what anybody thought. And
2: yeah, but like bringing Jesus into a conversation from nothing or just from something random. Yeah. And so um you just couldn't get that guy to shut up about Jesus really.
1: No, and like a lot of times, when some people do that, you're like, "Hey, can you go do that in the other room?" would be great. Thanks. And I have to believe that people thought that about Paul too. Probably some of them. But, but it was super effective, you know. At least as we read it in scripture. So
2: yeah, so-
1: the first. So the first one, right? Like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start this thing off. Um, Acts chapter 17, specifically in in verse 23.
2: I think this is the biggest one.
1: Yeah. If if you're unfamiliar with the story of you know basically. Paul's missionary journey like the the genesis of his, of his journeys they start in Acts that's where everything kind of kind of bleeds out uh, from
2: He kind of starts and ends in Acts
1: He yeah, and that's a good Sadly.
2: point <laughs> sad face
1: Um but but what's happening here is uh, you know he's he's in Athens and they're walking through and the Jews he's trying to reason with them you know because again he's just talking to everybody about Jesus And some of the most dangerous people that he talked to about Jesus were the Jews. These were the people that wanted to just come after him. But they're in Athens, and he's brought in front of the Europagus, and they end up at a place called Mars Hill. And you may know that place as the name of several churches that have existed over time, Um, but this was really like a, a gathering place Um, where they all came together. And I won't bog you down with all of the history, but it is a fascinating story. Take time, if you haven't already, and just read through all of Acts. Like,
2: Yeah, it's great.
1: We went through it as a life group.
2: Well, definitely, I think one thing to note, though, historically, is that these people were very smart. Oh, yeah. And they liked to think through a lot of different religious ideas.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that is
2: literally all they did all day long was sit around and like go back and forth about they, they the, the merits full, yeah. of different, you know, bring it on. E- anything, was... everything, all of it. I want to hear it. I want to do it. Let's, yeah. You know, so that's what Paul's coming into is not one God or, you know, oh. it's, 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 it's a whole conglomerate of things.
1: So again, don't think... It about even the stories of the Bible in a vacuum. Like, they're happening with a bunch of people around them and a lot of culture and a lot of action and a lot of things. And we're in Athens, all right? Um, That is a place that has a lot of stuff going on. You can, you know, really dive into, like, Greco-Roman culture and all of the stuff and Pantheon and all that jazz, and you can really start to, to find...
2: This was not... A Lifeway Bible bookstore nope. is what I'm trying to get at.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Bethmore estanoaki here. So, so uh, real quick. So, in verse 23, um, Paul says this. He says, you know, for when I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, he's talking to the people here at Athens, um, you know, at Mars Hill. He says, I also found an altar with this inscription. So, there was a bunch of altars with all these different gods. And it says, the inscription here says, two... An unknown God. And Paul, being who Paul is, says, Therefore, what you worship in ignorance, this I proclaim to you. And the idea there is that Paul reaches down into a very, very tangible spot and says, That thing.
2: And pretty, pretty dark spot, too. Oh, yeah. This was not kosher. We're if talking that were about happen, an idol.
1: If that were to happen today, it would it would blow up. I mean, it would be all over. Yeah,
2: I guess it's not an idol, but an altar. Because it's like let's cover our bases. But there could be an argument made that that's you know pagan. Yes. Um, and he's going, and Paul's like, no, I think I think I can use this one. Absolutely, I think I can use this, and that's what we're going for when we're talking about, you know viewing something or playing something or reading something or watching something that you can, you know, you're, you're realizing your worldview and all of that, but that you can also find the truth. And this is what we're going to talk about in the next segment, yeah. but how to reflect that back, which is what Paul is doing here and saying, I, I see truth in in what you're doing. I don't think you fully understand it. (laughs) And let me enlighten you. Absolutely. Um, We also were looking at um, 1 Corinthians 9.22, where he says that he becomes all things to all men. So that he says, so that I may by all means save some. Um, Very interesting passage. All the people so that he could maybe save some. So good. First um, 1 Corinthians 1031 says, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, and this is just coming off of the heels of um, meat sacrifice to idols. Yeah. And should we eat it or should we not eat it? Because there was a lot of contention. Like it's Sounds not like okay. It is okay. Um, and for some people. He was like, no, shut it down. If You know, if there's people who mm-hmm. can't handle that, don't do it. But he was saying in the end, you're so you're going to have to make a decision on this controversial issue. So yeah. if we're talking about the witcher or whatever it is, yep. controversial, you got to make a decision whether you're going to partake in that or not. But whatever you do, do it all it, to the glory yeah. of God. How can I watch the witcher to the glory of God? Is yeah. it possible? And it, it
1: it's yeah we have some pretty we good arguments some, that
2: it is possible and
1: some great articles on our website mm-hmm. lovethernerd.com. Oh, i I, oh. I know i know we're we're coming up on time here but i just think it's it's very important that like that passage the, the bible is such a good book it's so good it goes on you know to to talk about it. it's it's not it's not what a man puts into his mouth that makes men clean but rather what comes out of it you know mm-hmm. so it's it, it really starts to shift mm-hmm. the balance about, of— yeah. Why? What
2: are you taking in? What are you? Yeah. How is that?
1: Perception is not reality. Reality is
2: reality. Right. The last one was very similar. Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So kind of just reaffirming that we are the same person all the time, no matter who we are. And so, you know... That just, it's going to affect how we view, it's going to affect um, how we disseminate the information from what we viewed.
1: Yeah, it's it's not really about what is the medium by which you share the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's are you doing it? Luke 7 talks about out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. It's like, what is inside of you that is going to come out when it's time for that thing to come out? Like that, are you ready? Are you prepared in and out of season to give a hope of, you know, the things that, that God has called you to in your life? Like, are you ready as a Christian here on this planet Earth to do the things all the time? Not just on the weekend when you're playing D&D with your nerd friends, okay? You're not just just a nerd then. It's like, you're, are you still a nerd and a Christian at the same time, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's, those are the options that we want to present. Right. That the answer is yes, it can be yes, it should be yes. You shouldn't be ashamed of being a nerd. You shouldn't be ashamed of being a Christian. But we find ourselves in a weird point where you are having to choose one or the other. And, you know, it's, we want to kind of help you get over that So this segment here, this was the why. Mm -hmm. Um, This was the what is it? What does it mean to do that? Next segment, you guys stick around with us because when we come back here at the top of the hour, we are going to talk about how you can actually marry your faith and your fandom and allow them to become necessarily one thing and move forward in your life without any shame or guilt or anything like that. There are some caveats, but we want to kind of help you shape a worldview here um, that is Christian in nature. So stick with us.
0: Like Bubba said, stick around. Don't go anywhere. They're going to be diving right back into the Faith and Fandom discussion when we return in just a few minutes. Also, you probably heard them talk about a giveaway during this segment. Just a reminder, this is an episode from the past, so that giveaway is not active right now. Let's uh, take a break. We'll be right back.
3: Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180. On LTN Radio. So last night I got one of those Facebook messages where there's someone who's not your friend but they send you a message and so you have to like give permission and you know I'll try anything once so I opened it up and lo and behold it was an apology from someone I had met at a nerdy event over a year ago they had stated that they had talked to me at my booth and they had told me a joke at my booth over a year ago. A joke I don't even remember. But he said that it had come out wrong and it made him feel uncomfortable. And a year later, he finds me on Facebook just to let me know He didn't mean that the way it sounded, and that he didn't want me to think ill of him, and he apologized. And of course, I'm like, dude, absolutely, no harm, no foul. I remember meeting you. I don't remember you saying something off color, you know, whatever. I was like, I I legit held no ill will towards this person, but he felt it in his heart appropriate to go and deal with that. And I applaud that, you know. I meet a lot of people at cons and some people say some really sketchy things, but this dude felt it appropriate to actually, you know, deal with that. And, you know, that's something scripture teaches us to do in Matthew 5, verse 23 and 24. We see this. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there, remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. Scripture straight up teaches us that if we have the knowledge that we have offended someone or someone is holding something against us, or we've committed some party foul out there that we've not dealt with, that God literally says, go ahead and put on pause whatever you're thinking of doing for me and go deal with it. I promise I would have gone to my grave, never concerned about this dude's joke over a year ago, but it mattered to him to go and deal with it. And God is pleased with that. So what's out there that you need to deal with? Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Road Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to facebook.com slash Fandom, where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me.
0: Welcome back to Church Nerds Rewind. As Bubba and Anna are taking a break for the Christmas season, we are bringing you a classic episode of Church Nerds. This is episode 16, and we're already about halfway through of this focus on faith and fandom. Now, we're picking up with the third segment here, where they dive a little bit deeper into how those can work so closely together. Now, a reminder, this is a classic episode from Back Row Radio, before the rebrand for LTN Radio. So, just in case it gets confusing, just know it, everything's going to be all right. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, guys, we are back with more church nerds. And if you are just now tuning in to Back Row Radio or on the Live 365 app, our last segment, we talked about how our Christian faith and spirituality impacts the way that we perceive our respective nerd fandoms and why it is so important that it does. And for this segment, we're going to talk about what it looks like on a particular like practical level, rather, for our faith to influence the way that we live and move within the nerd sphere.
2: I don't know if that's a word. I made it up. nerd out. sphere.
1: Everybody knows what we're saying.
2: Uh, well, so I think that the first thing that's really, really important as we're, you know, broaching this topic of like diving into a fandom or a story that you can get lost in and nerd out with people about um, is that... We are never going to be able to recognize truth or lies within that if we do not know, like, truth, truth, the big truth being yeah. God's truth. Absolutely. Um. So that, I mean, that has to be priority number one. And it's going to sound, you know, like real cliche and stuff. But the only way to do that, the only way to know God is... Is to use the tool that he gave us to get to know him, which is the Bible. Yeah. So read it, (laughs) read it, read it, um, with people like quiet time Uh is great and we should be doing that. Read it by yourself. Small group time is great and we need to be doing that. Read it with other people. Oh yeah. Um, even you know sermons. There are preachers and pastors have their jobs for a reason, mm-hmm. um, because you know they have studied. Most of them, the good ones, yeah, the good ones have studied. And it sometimes like a Santa Claus situation where you push have, him
1: off a roof and you put on his jacket and then you become Santa Claus. Or,
2: like yeah, I just I am the pastor now. Normally, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anyway, sometimes they have different ways to say things or, you know, like a light bulb mm-hmm. will keep turn on for you. Um, but it's making sure that you are not more engrossed in your fandom than you are in the kingdom of heaven. You know, oh, like yeah. the God's, God's truth. Because if those things are out of balance... Now, I'm not talking about a minute-to-minute, like... For every minute of World of Warcraft that you've played, you had better have been reading your Bible for an equal amount of minutes. That is not what I'm talking about, but I'm talking I about- I have
1: a... tried that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it yeah.
1: never ends the way on no, either side that you would but hope I think it
2: would. it's It's really, you know, God can do a lot with a few minutes that you will give him if you will actually give them to oh, yeah. him um, because that, because you can carry that truth forward into your day and you'll be amazed at how it impacts the way that you see your day mm-hmm. and your world because the living or the the word of God is living and active. Yes. Um, and so when you talk about people that are like, oh man, I just, I just read about this in the Bible, mm-hmm. like newsflash. If you read pretty much anything at any point in the Bible, if you're actually in it, you're just going to see things in your life that are yeah. different because you were reading. Um so that's I think the big the big daddy important thing to remember as we start this conversation. Yeah,
1: you got to you got to be a scriptural like spiritual bloodhound. Like you're, you you got to know the scent before you can find the scent. So you're not going to be able to see it in the world around you in anything unless you know what it is that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, "Okay, well today I'm going to find Jesus." Well, if you don't know what he looks for looks like, you're you're gonna find something else that may be parading as Jesus
2: or Right. Yeah, know, that whole like think. uh knowing knowing the real thing so that you can spot the counterfeit. Like it, yeah. don't spend all your time trying to identify counterfeits, make sure you know the real thing, analogy. Boom. Um Jen Wilkin is a a woman's Bible study uh writer, like a curriculum writer. So Men, I think there's something here for you. Because she has a lot of really good things to say. Um, but one of the things that I love about doing her studies is that she talks about how the Bible is is not a book about you, you know, and how do I fit into God's story? Mm -hmm. That's not what it's about. It's about God. And we are learning about God. Yeah. Like that is that is what we're learning about so that Once you know who he is, once you know his character, once you know um like the Imago Day that we were created in his image and how that was broken and why that has messed everything up. What we like to call the bigger the biggest story. Yeah. You know, this is the big thread that goes through the whole thing. Once you know those things, then the other things can make sense, but like you have to know those things first or else it's really easy to be taken in by things that look true oh yeah they seem true they but they will use a lot of the
1: same terminology mm-hmm. they'll they'll have the same words they'll have the same mannerisms and and all of that stuff but Jesus in and of himself the truth is it's so different than the things around you. Um, it's it, it's it's countercultural. As you start to read through the Bible, you start to see that Jesus just operates in a different sphere than anything mm. else. Yep. Yeah. Then or now. Yep. Yeah. It doesn't make sense but a lot of the you time. Now
2: even in the church, sometimes we get certain things wrong because it's hard for us to yeah. it's hard for us to let go of flesh, but it's like, you know, turning everything on its head with humility turning things like into it matters what your motives are even if you're doing the right things um it is just wildly different and this like laying down your rights which is hard in america um and that you know (laughs) we, we being a doormat is sometimes what's called for.
1: <laughs> Matthew chapter 5. Like if you just camped on Matthew chapter 5, that would give you a really good understanding of who Jesus is, what he stands for and what he calls us to be as Christians, which mm-hmm. that wasn't the word back then, but right. you know, followers of this way, like like people who aspire to be like Jesus. This is what they're like, uh-huh. and so when you take that just just that one chapter, Matthew Matthew five, you can then seven
2: really, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, but if you were just to camp in Matthew five, like if if that was all that you read in the entire Bible was was just like the Beatitudes, right? Like then what you'd be able to do is then take that into the rest of your comic books and your video games and your movies and like everything else that you're experiencing conversations with other people. Um, your, your church, anything like that, and you'd be able to see, is Jesus driving these things? You know, so it, this is what we're talking about when we're talking about like using a biblical worldview to shape the way that not only you see, but the way that you interact with the things and the people mm-hmm. that are around you.
2: So, you know, the more you the more you dive into all of this, you'll see like, it's easy for us to see as we're in a story. Cause most of these things that we're talking about are like story driven. Right. Um, it's easy for us to see good and beautiful things and to be like, yes, I connect with that. I like that. Yeah. And almost always those good and beautiful things, um, are somehow, a reflection of God's nature. So we can make that connection. Like if this seems good and beautiful to you, it's because you recognize that this is actually something that's lining up with what we were made to be doing. Right. Conversely, when we see evil, when we see oppression, when we see abuse, when we see just, I don't know, all of those icky things, evil things, and there's this, you know, an achy feeling. Yeah, and we go leh, Then we need to be able to recognize that is because something it has been broken. Yeah, um, and make that deeper connection. You know, and that's one of the things that we do when we're talking about how to marry these things together. Some, a lot of it is just the first step. I think after studying yeah. truth is really thinking critically about what you're you're taking in in the nerd world um, and thinking you know just kind of picking it apart in your mind a little bit like seriously mull over those things find the truth in things find the good things find the things that you know are not true and just you know just think through just observe those things is step number one and you know Call a spade a spade. Yeah, um, is I don't know. That's a that's a really good place to begin because it gets you. It's not that we don't want to get lost in a story because sometimes that's fun to just like yes, but we cannot. That cannot be all that we're doing. No, and we need to keep perspective and keep some intentionality in what we're doing. I think. Um, in order for it to be congruent, like you know, like what we were saying before. Oh yeah,
1: I mean specifically, I we we were talking about this before we started rolling, and you know, what what are some of the the practical like hows that we can do? Like, what do you do? And and the thing that I kept coming back to was in Romans chapter one, um, specifically verse twenty. Uh, it says here: "It says for the creation, uh, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood, uh, understood, <laughs> is <that a> word? <laughs> being understood um, through what has been made. For they are without excuse." And so I thought about that, and you know, a lot of times when we're talking about that particular passage we're talking about nature. Like you can walk outside, you can see the trees, you can hear the birds, you can, you can see the clouds moving and all that stuff. And you can just know like that God did this. Like this is so, I can see it in everything around me that God exists and he did this. I would say do that in your, Comic books and your anime and the video games that you play and the board games that you play and the movies that you watch, all this media go out of your way to see God. Like we were, I don't remember if you were on this trip with us or not, but we went on a ski trip. And if I would just imagine if you've ever been on a, a ski trip on a youth group, they've told you when you get to the top of the mountain, just take a moment look around and take it all in and just know that God did this. The creator of the universe took time to make this spot and you get to see it. Like that kind of, that kind of a thing, right? Like, but if you take the same, the same time just to look into the media that you are consuming and find God, like see him in the things that you are watching and doing. I, I I think that it will change the way that you view things for a while. Like, if you buy, you know, a a red Volkswagen Beetle, okay, Um, you start seeing red Volkswagen Beetles all over the place. Suddenly, everybody has the car that you have. So I I think that that's going to happen for a while once you change your mindset, once you go into specific with intentionality, I am going to look for Jesus and, you know, Christian spiritual things, both for and against. I'm going to look for these things in the different mediums that I am consuming here. You're going to see that it's going to be hard to turn it off for a while. And then it's just going to kind of become second nature. And you'll start to think about these things. And when you start having that mindset and it really starts to flow, head on over to lovethiner.com and read a bunch of amazing articles and watch videos and all sorts of stuff where that's the mindset that we find ourselves in all the time. It really opens up who Jesus is, what it means to be a Christian, and what it means to maybe, you know, kind of crack open this nut of being in the world, but not of the world. We're now walking around with blinders on, you know, we're, we're seeing and experiencing these things that are around us, but we're just a little bit more informed than people who either refuse to see it or just flat out don't.
2: Yeah. Um, I think that another, another important thing is, um, so <laughs> this is, this is a tricky balance thing. Um, don't, generally speaking, I don't think it's a good idea to, to kind of dive into something alone. That it's, it's important that you have, you know, Jesus didn't send the disciples into the world each on their own. He sent them yeah. kind of in pairs or in little groups because. Buddy system. Yeah. And so, you know, have someone along with you who is on that same journey um in that same fandom, like your favorite Christian Star Wars buddy or whoever it is. Yeah. Um, and we obviously in the Love Thy Nerd community, we have got a bunch of those people. There's a few, in, yeah. You know, faith and fandom is that way. However, you that's not the only place you can hang out. No. You do not have to spend all all of your nerd time in the love Thy nerd community, you don't have to spend all of it in the Christian gamers guild. Nope. You don't have to spend all of it in the faith and fandom community. Um, because we want, we don't want to only have this. Well, you ha- if you want a Christian perspective, you've got to come to us for that. Cause that's kind of where we find ourselves at, at church, sometimes yeah. is, well, if you want to hear the truth about God, then you need to come to our service in our Sunday school, and then we will tell you. That's not effective, no. Um, and we're, it's coming back to bite us. You know, this generation. Um, go, we we want to be sent forth. We want to go out. So what we're doing is, you know, you're examining these things you're finding your talking points again you're you're in the word you're seeing truth and feeling like you need to talk about hopefully at this point it's going to be like the fire in your bones kind of thing oh yeah um so you know like be collecting and ruminating on these things that are talking points kind of you know parts of the story that that are impactful to you and why and talk about those things with people because Nerds are going to talk about that stuff with you. And it's not, I mean, like, These your stories Christianity are designed is allowed to, be to impact the way that you, it, it, it's allowed to make you watch The Mandalorian differently. Yeah. You know, or whatever. So, um, I think... Mean, Yeah, creator. The creators
1: of these shows and stuff. And I'm sorry, I spoke over you, but you just kept going.
2: I did, because I was going to lose that thought if I did not keep going. I I could tell.
1: But (laughs) these these stories and these experiences are designed to be shared. Like that—that's the whole point. That we even have a chance to see them is because the creators of these stories wanted to share them with people. Um, You could argue for capital gain or what have you, but regardless they wanted to share them with you and so it makes sense that if if you experience something while watching or playing or reading or whatever their story the hope is that you would share it and talk about mm-hmm. other talk about it with other people so what we're recommending is that you find first and foremost if you are a christian or you're somebody who is you know christian adjacent or you're just curious about what this whole Christian thing is. Find somebody who knows what it is or what it's about. Now we that, don't know that everything. That nerd,
2: that nerd fandom—is that what you're saying? No,
1: th- this Jesus thing. Oh, like okay. somebody who understands. Then go find a nerd on the street. Okay, you can, you can find nerds everywhere, but find somebody who understands this this Jesus thing. Maybe nobody knows everything about it. Nobody has all the answers. If they say they do, go find somebody else um, because that's going to be—it's uh, just not going to end well for anybody. But find—you know—I don't know if it's like us. We talked about a small group or whatever. You can come over to the Love Nerd community. We've got a bunch of us there that would love to do have these conversations with you and kind of walk with you through these things. But it's important that you do go through it with somebody who is also on the right path. Mm-hmm. That is, that is going to take this faith journey with you and is not going to constantly be trying to drag you off of the path. Cause that that's not encouraging. Nobody in any walk of life wants or needs that to be happening to them. That as you're trying to explore something, somebody this person that's supposed to be going along the path with you is constantly trying to drag you in a different direction. So I would say find a church, find, find a church that is maybe like nerd friendly or, you know, someplace where you you can have these conversations.
2: And we realize that may not be the first church you go to. I mean,
1: I'm going to say this. If you need help finding that church, contact us. I don't live in your area, but I do know what to look for. I can do some research for you. So hit us up at Church Nerds LTN on Twitter. Um, follow us and send us a DM if you don't want it to be public. That's fine too. But we we definitely 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 want to help you. You do not need to go this alone. Um, we talked about Paul earlier. Uh, we'll talk about him a lot more in future episodes, I'm sure. He never, almost to a fault, like never went out alone. Unless he just absolutely had to or his buddy was taken in a different direction or something like that. But if given the choice, he knew that it was the right thing to do to take somebody else with him.
2: I, um, I think the other thing that I kind of want to end on is um, just listening. It's really important. It's, it's easy for people to talk about thing, the things they love, the stories that they love. So if I I would say once you are to a place where you do know truth, you have accountability in place. You, you know, you're, you're grounded Mm. now, if you're a person who's already grounded like that, but you just haven't been able to start the conversation, I think, like, just listen, listen to people, listen and try, try to Try to get underneath some of what people identify with or what they really love about something beyond just what actor played whoever. Yeah, you know storyline level things that it's like, why, why does that bother you? What did you love about that thing? And you know, just see where that conversation goes and let your worldview again kind of just. Oh yeah. Don't hide that.
1: No, 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 no,
2: no. You're allowed to talk about that. Um,
1: Yeah, we we run into that all the time with Love Thy Nerd. And when we're at conventions or just hanging out and talking with people or whatever, and it's as soon as you possibly can, like, get it out there. Hey, we're here to love and serve our nerdy neighbors. Um, And, you know, we, we do this because Jesus loves you and we love you too. Like, it just, you get it out there, you let it stick, and then people can go wherever they want with it. but. I mean, it's, you know, the approved workman is not ashamed kind of That's a deal, right. you know.
2: Um, if you would like to talk to us, I would actually, I'm interested to hear about um, different stories or uh, universes or, you know, what what kind of spiritual connections have you made that maybe were surprising to you um, Yeah, as you have been, just, you know, doing your nerd thing and then seeing something and been like, oh, whoa, whoa, that was deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that right now. Sometimes it'll um, sneak up on you. We would love to hear about some of those things and how you kind of sorted through them um, in your own uh, journey here. Yeah.
1: So hit us up on Twitter at Church Nerds LTN. Um, just tweet us and we'll see
0: what goes down from there. You never really know when a morning show is going to take a turn from lighthearted humor to deep conversation. Happens all the time on the Back Row Morning Show. But hey, don't go anywhere. Church Nerds is not over. We've got their nerdy recommendation coming up in just a few. Stick around. What up, nerd? Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We hope you're enjoying it. But hey, did you know that Love Thy Nerd airs almost all of its podcasts first on LTN Radio? That's right. LTN Radio is your home for the best Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie music. And it's also the place to go to hear Love Thy Nerds content before it reaches the podcast feed. In addition to that, Love Thy Nerd creates a lot of content that's exclusive to LTN Radio that you're missing out on. So go check out LTNOnAir.com and listen for yourself. You can also download the live 365 app on your smartphone and search and favorite LTN radio, or enable the LTN radio skill on your Echo devices and simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Now let's get you back to that podcast. Welcome back to the Church Nerds Rewind for this week. Bubba Nana, like we said, taking the month off like most of our Love Thy Nerd podcasts have been. But never fear. All of our shows should be making a roaring comeback come January. And Bubba Nana and will return for a special Christmas Eve edition of Church Nerds towards the end of the month, so stick around for that. Hey, we got a nerdy recommendation on the way right now. And it's for, uh, well, uh, you'd never guess. Uh, it's for faith and fandom. That's right. You've heard that term before. Tiger Uppercut!
1: Well, your nerdy recommendation for this show is Faith and Fandom.
2: Surprise. Beep, 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 this beep. is probably the first time you're hearing about this. Just Our kidding.
1: buddy Hector Mirai has done a fantastic job of compiling um, little devotionals or essays or deep dive, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter.
2: Is it like um, your daily bread? Those, those little daily bread devotionals that were available in in all those like quarterly curriculum sp- spinner spinner things. It's church. actually
1: exactly like that. Excellent. Um, except cool. <laughs>
2: except not like that. I want to Yeah. Okay, got it.
1: So what he's done is he's compiled all these things, and I just you're gonna have a chance to either Google it if you're listening and you want to click on links or whatever. But faith and fandom is what you want to search for. And it's available in physical form on Amazon or in digital form through Amazon Kindle. So still like in that family. Um, I have all of these. These are fantastic. I've Honestly, I've been talking with Hector for years now about, hey man, how do we host small groups that are based around faith and fandom, like your books that you've written? He has... One book that's Faith in Fandom specifically for kids. That's Faith in Fandom Jr. And so I, I love this. I think it's fantastic. I believe in it. And we want you to become a part of this as well. So do us a favor, click the link in the show notes or head on over to Faith and Fandom just by a simple Google search. And you are gonna love it. If you're nerdy or if somebody in your life is nerdy, And is a Christian, or like we said in the previous segment, is even curious about Christianity. These stories, these devotionals can help bridge that gap for those people. Um, And really, it helps you do the very thing that we've been talking about this entire episode, which is to think critically and spiritually about the media that you engage with.
2: Uh, be sure to check us out online, at dot for some cool articles uh, on all the nerdy some things. articles articles. Yes, yeah. Ex- I just kidding. I don't like that.
1: Get out I just did that.
2: <laughs> I you rejected all of my uh, tweet ideas, and so I'm rejecting your article well, idea this right one, now.
1: This one's good.
2: It's, it's payback. Anyway, um, if you go to lovethynerd.com, you can see our, our articles, our uh, podcasts, not just this one, but we've got a, a few more going on and some videos. Um, you can also find a link there to support us if that is something you would like to do because Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization. So your gifts are tax deductible. Also, uh, designate us as your charity of choice on amazon smile smile..amazon.com, Smile.Amazon.com. yep um, what else? well you know so we're so many here things on back row radio yep and you know we're on Twitter we are on Facebook. We are on, I can't think of, I don't know what so, people are doing with their social media. Vine's not a thing anymore. You,
1: you're you trying to say TikTok.
2: T- I don't. TikTok. Yeah. I don't TikTok, y'all. I, hey. Confession. This is real talk, everyone.
1: Not TikTok, real talk.
2: I don't know when the last time I actually used my Twitter was.
1: Um. Tomorrow. I don't
2: tweet. I don't, because I, I ditched. Twitter because of the 140 character cap way back in the day. Ooh, I just cannot Sita. do that. I have a lot of words that take more than 140 characters, so I can do it.
1: Oh, no, I get it. Yeah, I, I live with you. I, I understand. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just gotta get your words out. Yep. Well, hey, we church nerds are not on Facebook. We are on Twitter, at church nerds. That's L-T-N. true. I'm
2: sorry. I was talking about Love Thy Nerd. So Love Thy Nerd is on Facebook. Church Nerds Sorry, yeah. sorry, all you.
1: You can follow. Nerds. You can follow Love Thy Nerd proper on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Love Thy Nerd on all three of those platforms, and uh, I think you're gonna like it. If you like this at all, you're gonna really like Love Thy Nerd.
2: If you don't, just keep it to yourself. Yeah,
1: don't, don't, don't at me, bro. We
2: have fragile egos.
1: <laughs> That's not completely inaccurate. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that's going to do it for today on Church Nerds. Once again, I'm Bubba Stalker. I'm
2: Anna. Woo! You jumped in too early. all over my <laughs> stuff
1: there. Hey, we'll catch you next week on another episode of Church Nerds. And as always, if no one else tells you this today, I promise it's true that Jesus loves you, nerd.
0: Well, thank you for joining us for this classic episode of Church Nerds here on Church Nerds Rewind. We'll have another Rewind for you next Friday. Bubba Nana will be back for a special Christmas Eve episode, so look forward to that. And then Church Nerds kicks off again with a new season in January. Bye!